um, I want you to introduce yourself and say um, maybe one challenge that you faced in leading your friends in leadership and how you overcame that challenge. Um, you guys have a mic um, in front of Teresa. There you go. Um, okay, can you everybody hear me? Yeah. All right, this is Richard Retha, and I'm from Sacramento, a uh, member of CCB, California Council of the Blind and Council of Citizens of Low Vision. Um, a challenge in leading friends and how I overcome that, is that correct, Sarah? Yes. Okay, so I've been involved for over almost 20 years, not over 20 years, and it's with ACB and its many, many affiliates. Um, I, I think what's been a challenge in has been the opportunity to really talk in, with your friends who are like-minded and have some common interests and really reach out to them and really explore what what are you most passionate about and really work from there. Some people may or may not like advocacy or going up on the hill to the Capitol and talking to legislatures or making phone calls or doing letters, and, and it's very important. And some might be good at networking or being that person who's doing a fundraiser. So really, I think knowing the talents of your peers, and they might be your same age, and sometimes you, you do have to be in charge, and sometimes you have to set boundaries and set expectations. And I think that's where it starts. You can be your friends, you can go out and have a good time, but at the same time, if they're a part of your cause, whatever it is, and in this case, it's, it's stuff that we do within the council and our various organizations, it's, it's knowing the expectations, setting those boundaries and saying, hey, I know we're gonna go hang out, but right now can, I count on you to do this because you agreed to do this and, and having that conversation as gentle but firm as possible and just letting them know where you're coming from if, if indeed you are the person coordinating that effort, whatever that effort is. And I'm being real general here. And I think it's worked for me when I was years ago, gosh, 17 years ago, involved in the student affiliate, which was then called NABS. I, I uh, joined... ACB and uh, CCB in, 80, in 98, but ACB in 99, and um, before I knew it, I was the editor of the then publication, The Student Advocate, and then I had to talk to my peers and say, hey, you agreed to write an article. You agreed to do this. Can, can I expect, can I count on you? And setting deadlines and, and expectations. So I think that's where I'm coming from, and I hope that answers the question. I'll pass it to Teresa or Tiffany. It's, you want it on the stand, or you want it? Just hold it like this. Is this good? It sounds good. <laughs> so my name is Teresa, and I agree with what Richard said. Um, I'm in my middle 40s, and I have found that people in my particular age bracket that have had vision loss most of their life tend to become kind of complacent because they've done this before. They've been in the group so long, and they just want to sit back. So... As a leader, I want to lead by example. So for me, being a good listener and finding out what the talents of my peers are, kind of like Richard said, I think goes a long ways. Um, so being a good listener, and I think, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> it did. <laughs> um, well, so much for my leading capabilities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 
out of the pail, Teresa. I know. It was a really, it was a real, it was a really good idea too. Oh, well, when you think of it, we you can know what? Yeah, back. I'm just gonna pass the mic and I'll ponder that. Well, we'll okay. come back. And then if you think of it, just grab it from me. All right. There you go. Hi, everybody. I'm Tiffany Jolliffe, and I actually want to go the other way. So when I led ACB students, we were coming through a pretty rough, rough time. We came off of kind of a, a rough transition. And the thing that I noticed is, unlike what Teresa says, where people are complacent, I was working with people who were my age and younger. And they had huge ideas. And they wanted to implement all these ideas in one year. And what's really hard about that is being, being the person, the naysayer, you have to be able to say it in such a way that validates a person's ideas, especially when they're your friends, right? Because they're going to be like, well, pff, whatever. Like, you know, you have to be able to make sure that they understand that you know that your their ideas are important. So what I what I kind of tried to press upon them was like, you know, your ideas are wonderful, and I think that they are going to they're going to be uh, productive. However, I think what we need to do is pick from your ideas and prioritize which ones you really want to get done this year because we are a small group. We know how volunteering goes. Do we have the bandwidth to achieve these ideas? Because they're great, but we just need to make sure that we don't stretch ourselves so thin. You don't want to be in a position where you, you do a lot of things halfway. You'd rather do a couple things and bring them to fruition. And so that's something I had to learn how to diplomatically impress upon uh, my board and the affiliate was that, you know, ideas are wonderful, um, but we just need to also look at it through a more realistic lens in order to, to achieve them. So that's, that's kind of my thing. Yes, ma'am, here you go. It's my turn again. <laughs> so I think the listening, and I think um, what Tiffany said, the acknowledging and validating what people in your group and your friends are saying goes a tremendous way because they feel like they are being heard and you understand them and then you can help lead them and <clears throat> help them promote their ideas. Great. All right. Thank you. Um, so next question, um, and we touched on this a little bit, I think, in the intros, but let's dig a little deeper. How do you navigate relationships with your friends when you might be in a leadership role and they are not? It's a very good question. This is Richard. How do you navigate relationships with your friends who are not in leadership roles yet you are? I, I think it really goes back to knowing what strengths your friends and peers bring to the table. Um, as I said earlier, some people might be good at advocacy. Some might people people might be good at fundraising or phone calling or doing certain things. And getting to know them, knowing them informally through your own scene, you can really get to know them. Saying, "Okay, hey, you're you're really good at that, and maybe can I get you involved? Can you, would you be interested?" And, and it's sort of what going back to what Tiffany said, really seeing what people are doing and then validating them, encouraging people. I think a lot of it's encouragement. It's a lot of uh, looking really deep into them and saying, okay, I really think you can do this. And encouraging them, like Ray said earlier, maybe taking people out to lunch and really getting to know who they are and where they're coming from. And some people have 
from all walks of life can bring a lot of diversity to your group, your board, your uh, thought process. Um, in doing it in a way that you're going to really validate their what what they bring to the table and, and really work on them. And how can they be an asset to you and to your group? I think that's where it starts. So I think part of leadership is leading yourself well. You can be a leader of others or a group, but I don't think you can be a good leader unless you're leading yourself well and setting that good example for the people that you're you're interacting with. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I'll piggyback up. Okay, well, you can. All right. This is Tiffany, and actually I, I absolutely agree with Teresa because um, – one thing that I found in leading is that you need to be willing to take on just as much, if not more, than the people you are leading. So you, as as Teresa said, you you lead you lead by example. So um, if there was like a hard conversation we need to have um, with someone else, I would usually volunteer to take that on or something like that. So uh, um, someone, I think it was Ray, um, in the last panel said, um, you know, saying thank you. That is a huge, huge thing. So whenever something good would come from our affiliate, um, if there was an announcement or even if it was just to like sending something to Lane or Nancy or, or something like that, I would always make sure to give that credit where credit's due. I think one thing that really pushes people away, and especially in your friend group, is if they have put in a ton of hard work and then you go out and you're like, oh, well, this is what I and my, you know, like, and then, and they're like, well, why do I, why do I want to put in my effort if you're going to take all the credit for it? So what I have always tried to do is make sure that people are receiving the recognition and credit that they deserve, especially since this, the boards in our affiliates are not paid, right? So the main way that we can pay, quote unquote, our, our volunteers is to validate their validate their work, uh, provide them with that recognition, like Richard said. Um, and like Teresa says, you know, you also need to hold yourself accountable because if you flake on them, then why are they going to want to follow you? So. And I'll add to that really quick, Sarah, and I think Teresa does too. Going back to what Tiffany said, I, I think acknowledgement goes a long way, and it, you can do it in many forms. You, uh, if if I'm leading panels uh, for CCLVI or something, and it might not be in our budget, I'm going to go out of my way to get you each, you know, some kind of form of recognition. You might get Starbucks gift cards. You might get something because I. I've put you through, you know, a couple of months of saying, hey, can you be on this panel and speak for 10 minutes? That 10 minutes turns into a few hours. That's a lot of time of preparing. So I'll send you a thank you note. So one of the things I do with many of the organizations I, I, work, I work through, whether I'm being paid for or not, I make sure you get a thank you note. You get some form of acknowledgement because I really do believe that's, that's a payment in itself and it's and it goes a long way and I appreciate it when I get it so I, I it's part of kind of what I live for is to make sure people get acknowledged and thanked in any way possible Therese so I think there is a true art to being a good leader so a lot of times when we think of a leader you think of someone taking charge and delegating and dictating and I think we have to get away from some of that I think a good leader, especially when you're trying to lead your friends who are not in leadership roles, I think it has more of a fluidity to it and a participatory 
um, approach to it. So they don't even know they're being led because you are. You're acknowledging them. You're validating them. You're listening to them. You're including them in there. So when I'm with a group or say I'm leading my at-large conference call every month with Iowa, that's exactly how I'm doing it. And I'm just, I'm just in the background. But I'm, I'm leading them, and sometimes they don't even know that they're being led because there's an art to it. I just want to add one more thing. Sorry, Sarah. I just want to <laughs> um, One thing that is incredibly important as a leader is to admit when you're wrong. Um, I, I think that actually that garnered a lot of respect from my board, I hope, um, was that you know if I, if I screwed up, I took the blame for it. And especially as a leader, things fall on you. And so you want to make sure that you know, you're not trickling down and making everyone else's lives miserable. Like if you, if you messed up, you say you messed up. Um, and I think that that actually goes a long way. And the board, um, at least my board, was very receptive to that because they understood that you know, while I would you know, I, I was a leader because I, I like what Teresa said, um, our calls were like conversations. But if there was something challenging and there was something that I needed to fall on the sword for, I would because that was the position that I volunteered for and it's not incumbent on them to, to take that on themselves. So that's all I wanted to say. So um, I want to make sure that we leave plenty of time for um, lunch. I want to make sure we don't go over just because I think it's going to be a, a tight squeeze to fit that in any way and everyone needs a break. So um, we have time for one question. Of course our panelists will be um, around throughout the day so you can always, sure. Okay. I'm coming. Excuse me. Hey, it's Rachel and um, I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, I can kind of fit into both groups. But what I would say, too, is it's as simple as communication. Wear the different hats and tell them when you're wearing which hat. Yes. Um, is if you are leading the group and say, and I, I've had to do this as president of ICB, where I had a situation where somebody was a friend. In fact, she was a friend. She worked for me on top of it all. And um, she was also... Um, a member of the organization and we had to have some difficult conversations. I said, okay, I'm putting on my president's hat now. This needs to happen. Okay, now that we're done having that conversation, I'll put my friend's hat back on again and we'll put the president's hat back on later if we need to. So I think that's really important and I think also being a leader, um, you don't want to do the I and you, you want to do the we. we. A lot yeah. of times when I would say something about what we had to do in our meeting and as an organization, we need to do this. We need to do this. It's not me standing up here. I'm only as good as the people that I work with. And it's so it's us. It's we. It's not me as ICB and you as members. It's us as an organization. That's it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, All right, let's yeah. thank our panelists. Okay, so there are box lunches upstairs, or you're welcome to eat at the hotel restaurant or wherever. Um, lunchtime, and be back um, up in the Alpine room uh, upstairs at 1 o'clock.